One boy in particular who had kissed me so nicely had then proceeded to work on me as if he were cleaning a gun. I knew I wouldn't lose my virginity to a boy whose fingers felt like a speculum. I knew too much. I knew how good it was supposed to feel because I knew how good I could make myself feel. I had always known I would hold out not to be good, but for it to be good. <laughs> so I think one of my big fears in doing this podcast was that those wires would be sort of crossed, like in a, in a way that I can never go back. <laughs> I can never sort of retrace my steps. You can never un unimagine those things. Yeah, but mm -hmm. that being said, like that's already true. You know, yeah. it's already true that your sexuality is going to be innately linked to your lineage. You know, I think a lot about our need for new archetypes and new myths. And um, Jack Kerouac never went anywhere. He had like, he had cash and he crossed the country like he wants a prize. You know, there's Frodo, there's Siddhartha, there's, you know, I mean, this quest narrative. When a man steps on the road, his adventure begins. But when a woman steps on the road, hers ends. There have been times when I didn't want to believe that my intuition was that strong because, you know, we're told in a kind of like rational, logical world that, that we can't know some of the things that, that I would end up knowing. And so now I get to trust my gut with things that are big and small because now I, I realize that it's necessary. When you talk about living a celibate life for people who don't do that, it seems an easy thing not to be celibate, right? And I'm sure even at that point, if I had set out to lose my virginity any day of the week, I could have gotten that taken care of. But it is not just about sex. And anyone mm -hmm. who has had any experience in that kind of situation knows that it's a, it's a much deeper situation than just the having or not having of sex. I really just felt like uh, I needed to hide this from my family. My family was a very Catholic, very stringent, rigid family that were interested in controlling aspects of my behavior, particularly those that would be perceived as aberrant because they don't want you to be hurt. They don't want you to draw too much attention sometimes to the family unit but almost as soon as I could get out on my own I felt like I really understood who I was as a sexual animal I just hadn't really met the right person who could meet me there something for you to look forward to the total fucking exhaustion of being in your mid-40s and being a mother and being a worker and trying to be a writer or an artist within that context. You know, I'm so utile, like I do everything. I run my house, I earn money. I, you know, I don't have to take care of my aging parents yet. They're very independent, but that's on the horizon and it'll be me. You know, I'm highly, highly functional in terms of the people who surround me. I do a lot for them. And they love me and I'm very, and I love them and it's beautiful. But sometimes it's like, can't I just lie here and be a flower and be a door? <laughs> well, it's interesting because with Georgia, it was when she discovered the American Southwest. She didn't go directly to Abiquiu, like, but when she discovered that part of the world, I think it definitely made her mm -hmm. that she mm -hmm. found her place. Mm -hmm.